Back in the day, I worked at the Mall of America and I met a lot of really cool people. And I'm going to tell you all about it. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 3, Episode... Uh, shit, 15, 16, I don't fucking know. Uh, let's see, I want to go with Episode 16? I don't know, I should be more prepared. Um... Uh, Actually, I don't, you know, I'm, I've been trying to, um, it's actually episode 15, but I've been trying to, um, maybe, um, start recording some podcast ahead of time, just so that I have, uh, um, a little bit of, uh, a library of, of, uh, of stuff to 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 put out there and so putting episode numbers and all of that shit on there is, might get a little bit more difficult but this is season three episode five 16 <laughs> all right we're gonna go with 16 um but uh yeah hope you guys had a great week um and got to get out there and do all your stuff i hope you had a great um or I don't know I, I I might release this before Halloween. Um so hopefully you guys are going to get out there and do something crazy for Halloween. Um I don't know. I, I I'm not one of those type of people that gets all dressed up and goes out and does that Halloween stuff. And I, I know like when I was working, when I was working at the Mall of America um, and working and I was selling shoes, one of the things that always happened around Halloween time is um, people would come buy shoes to wear on Halloween. And we used to have to tell people, you cannot (laughs) return these things on Monday because um, we knew that there was a lot of people that were buying shoes to wear with a Halloween outfit and then they'd bring them back uh I remember telling one girl one time because she was all hot and everything and I was trying to give her like the heads up on how to do it I was like I remember telling her if you're gonna wear these you know for Halloween then just throw some tape on the bottom so that uh um you can return them after and you know, it's pretty surface and kind of shows you where, how old I was, but I was in my twenties and I didn't give a shit, but, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you put 
tape on the bottom you can return them and probably part of part of me at that time in my life was just hoping that this hot chick would come back uh i don't know i can't i i couldn't tell you if she did or not but uh she probably didn't um but that was mall of america life and um you know, I think I I spoke a little bit about the Mall of America last week, and I think that I've probably spoke about um, the Mall of America a few times on this podcast. But um, Mall of America was a huge part of my life for a long time. You know, I worked at the Mall of America for about 15 years, give or take, you know, probably a little bit more than that. But uh, I know 15 for sure. And, and part of that is just because I, I went away for, for a while and then um, came back for about a year and worked at the mall again. And it, 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 when I came back, it wasn't the same. And that was uh, one of the hard things for me. And, and there, there's probably, a, you know, a lot of different reasons why it was different when I came back, you know, I was married and I had kids. And so my life was completely different on that level. Um, but you know, when I was there before, I, I don't want to say I was single because I don't think that I was really ever single in my twenties for very long. Uh, but it's different, you know, being somebody who's dating somebody or, you know, even somebody who's living with somebody to being married and having kids. So there's a, there's a, there's a difference, or at least there is a difference for me anyways, in that aspect. Um, but, uh, one of the really cool things about working at the mall is you just got, got to meet a ton of people. You know, I, I met, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I spoke about this earlier, you know, a lot of the Minnesota Vikings and, and I were pretty tight. Um, but that also kind of transcended into the twins and the Timberwolves too. You know, I knew players on the Timberwolves and on the twins that, uh, um, I used to see kind of on a regular basis or at least, um, you know, were, were a part of my life. You know, there was a, point in time in my life where I was working at one place and a certain player who played for the Minnesota Twins and in the 90s and um, he was kind of known for being that guy who would have these spectacular catches in center field and if you're a Minnesota Twins um or if you're from Minnesota, you probably kind of know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to mention his name because this is kind of a little bit of a sensitive subject, but he was, uh, um, uh, I had a girl who worked for me. I had two girls who worked for me who were cheerleaders for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And one of them was fucking, um, this guy who played for the twins who, um, was married and uh, was expecting a child at the time because I remember her talking about that but uh, yeah she was fucking around with that dude and that was when the twins were playing the A's in um, 
the American League Championship Series. And I remember talking to him because he came in. He was talking about how crazy it was. Um, Because the first pitch of... um, of the ALCS against the A's and the Twins. I don't I don't know if it was the ALCS or what it was, but the the Twins were playing the A's. And this is the Billy Bean days too. So if you've seen that movie, um I don't know what the fuck it's called, but Brad Pitt's in it and Jonah Hill's in it. Um but it was it was uh Billy Ball or some shit like that. That's what that's what they called his um his way of uh running a major league baseball team was uh they called it billy ball and it was all about analytics and shit like that but um the twins were playing the a's in the mlb playoffs and and like i said i don't remember if it was the alcs or what it was but i remember the first pitch in minnesota it was so loud that uh when the dude from the a's pitched his first pitch of the game it was like it was like 50 cent throwing out the first pitch and if you've and you know what i'm talking about if you've seen and you can youtube this shit but um when 50 cent threw out the first pitch for a game one time he threw it and it was just it was awful but anyways this dude for the a's he threw out the first pitch this is a major league baseball player threw out the first pitch and it was nowhere near the uh the catcher or even this you know the strike zone for that matter and i remember i was talking to this dude who played for the twins about that and he was kind of his he kind of elaborated on it a little bit and he said it was just so loud and so crazy at the metrodome because this is when the twins played at the metrodome um which is an awful awful was an awful place to see a, a baseball game and i've seen a lot of baseball games in the metrodome and it's 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 a it was a pretty tough place to watch baseball but he said it was so loud in there and this is the, you know, one one of the I suppose benefits about playing in the Metrodome is it would get so loud in there that your body you could feel the noise in your body, and that's what he said. He said it was so noisy and so loud that he could feel it in his body, and it was just crazy. Um, so yeah, that was. Uh, this dude who played for the twins and I talking about that game. Uh, the other athletes, I suppose that I met during that time was, um, Wally Zerbiak used to play for the Timberwolves and, um, he, he had some big ass feet, I suppose, like most people that play, um, in the NBA and, um, him and, and his wife, uh, had special ordered some shoes and I remember calling him and telling him that his shoes had came in and I got his voicemail and his wife's name was Shannon and it was kind of funny because it was uh, such a like a nerdy um, regular um, this is also answering machine days too so 
Uh, it was just like, hi, <clears throat> this is... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> hi, this is Wally, and this is Shannon. We can't come to the phone right now, but leave a message. And I thought that was kind of funny. That this was this million-dollar NBA player, and um, he had this n- nerdy... Um, message on his answering machine and to be honest yeah he was a pretty cool dude um always really cool and really friendly um and then there was a dude who played for the timberwolves he got drafted number one by the timberwolves his name was danielle marshall and um danielle marshall got drafted by the by the timberwolves and i don't think he ever really felt comfortable playing for the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves were pretty bad back then anyways. This is pre-Kevin Garnett days. Um, And, you know, he was a young dude. uh, Connecticut, he went to UConn. He was a star in college. And then he comes to the Timberwolves. And I don't... I kind of always got the feeling that he just never really felt comfortable in Minnesota. And um, he used to come to the store that I worked at and just hang out. And him and I just would have conversations that uh, you would have with um, just a just a regular dude. And he'd just come hang out for like, you know, an hour or something, you know, and just chill. And um, I never hung out with him outside some of the, some of the Vikings in the '90s. I would hang out with, especially in the early '90s, before um, my wife and I started hanging out. So early '90s, probably um, '93, '94, '95. I used to hang out with some of those Vikings on those teams outside of work, but I never hung out with Danielle Marshall. And um, but him and I had. A lot of really good conversations with one another. You know, we were both young dudes. I was, you know, kind of a wreck at the time because I was working. You know, I guess it was considered part time, but I was really working full time at uh, this sports store at the Mall of America. And um, Danielle Marshall would come in there, and so we'd just hang out. And I remember he got traded from the Timberwolves to the San Antonio Spurs. And that week that he got traded, um, they played the Timberwolves again. The Spurs played the Timberwolves. And it was a Saturday or whatever at the mall, so it was really busy. And I was going up the escalator. And as I'm going up the escalator, I see him coming down the escalator. And he's by himself, so maybe it was still that early time with him on the Spurs where he didn't really know a lot of dudes and he was by himself and kind of hanging out and he saw me and I saw him and um he's like oh hey you know what's going on and I gave him like homeboy handshake and shit I went to the top of the escalator and I turned back down and I came back downstairs or back down the escalator and he gave me like this big ass hug and we you know like talked for a little bit and I remember thinking how cool it was that um, this dude remembered me. And, um, you know, because a lot of times you have conversations with people, and especially in my life, because I'm uh, one of those people that 
tends to talk to a lot of people. But uh, uh, Danielle gave me like a big hug and everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, what's up and all this shit. And um, it was cool. Um, other people, you know, that I met at the Mall of America was uh, Reba McIntyre, Shania Twain. And both of those people were like tiny people you know you see them on tv and you think or you you um see videos of them and you think that they're like normal sized people but they are not tom cruise also is not i saw him when they did the whole uh um uh what do you want to call it uh planet hollywood opened at the mall of america and they did this whole thing it was like a red carpet thing and I saw him, he's super tiny. Wesley Snipes is another person who's super tiny in person. Um, and I remember the one crazy thing about when Planet Hollywood opened is after the mall closed, where the movie theater and that little food court over on the north side, or maybe it's on the south side. Yeah, it's the south side. Um, they closed all of that off and Bruce Willis had like a band and his band played like a concert at the Mall of America for all of these Hollywood people. And um, I thought that was kind of cool. One crazy thing about that is Chuck Knobloch used to play for the Twins and um, there's uh, this thing on the radio about... uh, with Chuck Knobloch and you can Google it, you can, or you can YouTube it or whatever, but they kind of make fun of Chuck Knobloch. Um, I saw Tony Little. So if you know who Tony, Tony Little is, is that we had this in our house for a little while too. Uh, the little Tony Little machine. And it's like a, I don't know, it's like a fucking exercise thing that it's, you, it, I don't, I, 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 I can't even explain the Tony Little machine. But um, I was dating a girl at the time and um, she worked at a place that um, because of where it was, a lot of these celebrities, and this is part of the reason why I met Reba McIntyre and Shania Twain, is the store that she worked at was a Suncoast motion picture company. So if if you've ever if you remember those those that was like right in the middle of the mall and so they would do uh the mall of america they still have it and i don't know what they do for celebrities now but back in the day it was a celebrity would come to the mall of america and then they would go in the back room of suncoast and just kind of hang out there before they'd go into the rotunda and the rotunda was the spot where all these celebrities would go and so that's how i met a lot of these people and tony little was one of those people but he was a fucking douchebag (laughs) i mean you look at him and you know he's this fucking muscly guy with a ponytail and running on this machine first of all he's a fucking midget too so that's part of the reason why he's muscly i think is he's just so small his arms and legs are so small that it's pretty easy to get fucking muscles but um he was trying to mack on my girl at the time so complete douchebag 
Um, and, uh, yeah, so I met him and he was an asshole. Um, and then, uh, what's her name? The another exercise person that I met at that same time because of Suncoast was, uh, what's her name? Denise Austin. She was pretty cool. I, I, w- I wanted like a, they had this thing where you could, uh, put your name in a box and win a dinner or whatever with her. And I won a dinner with Denise Austin and, uh, yeah, I didn't go. I probably should have, but I was whatever dating a, a, a girl who I thought was pretty hot. And so I guess I chose my hot living, living girlfriend over Denise Austin. And, you know, time will tell whether or not that was a good decision or not. I don't know what Denise Austin is up to right now, but, um, I haven't seen her in a while on TV or anything, so I'm assuming she's probably not up to much. Uh, But so, um, uh, let's see, who else did I meet at the Mall of America? I saw, I met um, the, uh, not it, um, Tony Hawk, um, Bucky Lassick, and all of those guys is right around the time that uh tony hawk was trying to do the i don't know what you want to call it it's like four times 360 or some shit they had like a half ramp at the mall of america and he and he tried it at the mall of america and I, I i i don't think that he did it but i could be wrong that could have been the first time that he completed this four 360s or whatever on the on the ramp but i know that he tried it um andy mcdonald was there too at that time he was a big skater this is like in the height of like uh skateboarding stuff because tony hawk's video games were all out and they were super popular and tony hawk was still the you know, doing his thing, so that was a pretty big deal. I met uh, Morris Time in the day. All of those guys came came to the mall one day, and I got to meet all of those guys. And some crazy things is I also got to meet um, uh, <laughs> like so. If you've ever seen the movie Jingle All the Way, so the movie Jingle All the Way is that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And there's this scene where they're, like, trying to get a bouncy ball and shit. And the bouncy ball means that you get you can get a Turbo Man or whatever it was. And it's him and Sinbad, and they're fighting over this Turbo Man uh, bouncy ball. And so if you watch the movie, it seems like this whole little scene takes place in a really small part of the mall. But it doesn't. All of these little scenes took place all over the mall. And so there used to be this little toy store in the mall. And when that movie came to, when they were coming to the Mall of America to film that movie, um, there was like, they set up, you know, like there's like those wooden um, play sets or whatever. So they set those up in the middle of the mall in the rotunda. So we're, Shania Twain and Reba McIntyre and all those people would do their little things. 
um, that was it was all in there. Um, when they were filming that movie, they also I'm I'm assuming that they bought that toy store because that toy store closed right after the filming of that movie. And then there's this um, part where the little bouncy ball bounces all over and Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger are running all over the place chasing this little bouncy ball. And uh, part of that was filmed like, I don't know, uh, the bouncy ball bounces down and it goes up like a piano and shit. And, um, and whatever, they fight for this little bouncy ball. And then the bouncy ball ends up in this little ball pit. And that's where that wooden playset was. And so where when the bouncy ball bounced on the piano, that was like, I don't know, just right down the hall from me. So um, I met uh, Arnold, one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt doubles. And believe it or not, he had a stunt double for Jingle All the Way which is kind of weird, but he had somebody who did stunts for him on that. And then um, when I saw when they were filming uh, this part on Jingle All The Way where he, where Arnold Schwarzenegger jumps out of these balls and um, this kid, I don't know, I think a mom or somebody starts smacking him on the head with a purse or something. But I was there the day that they were filming that, and I saw them film that part of the movie, and uh, it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I met Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double for Jingle All the Way. Around that same time, too, I met um, Steven Spielberg, and I don't know why he was in at the Mall of America, but he was there, and I met him, and he was. Believe it or not, he was uh, fucking super cheap. He was, uh, we had to special order some $20 pair of shoes for him. And um, the crazy thing about that, it was like one of those nightmare special orders that just never came in and he got all pissed off about it. But, uh, um, you know, because he paid for it in advance and whatnot, but he was pissed at the, because they never came in because uh, the store that I was working at um, somewhere along the line decided they weren't going to make men's shoes anymore, and so he kind of got fucked on that. But, uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg was uh, was a cheap ass. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I suppose that's all I can say about that. Um... Met some, uh, some, uh, and a lot of, you know, people when they came to town, I would meet them. And, uh, you know, some of those were, uh, I met, uh, I can't get what the fuck is their names. Um, PM Don, I met those guys. Those guys were really cool. I met MC Hammer. He was an asshole. Uh, you know, and 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 I don't want to like rehash something that I've already talked about. But when I've been to MC Hammer, I was pretty disappointed just because he kind of in in you know I was I was a big fan, and I and I never really got too awestruck by um, people that I met at the Mall of America. But I was with MC Hammer, and he kind of blew me off so that kind of killed it and the crazy thing about mc hammer is 
He was MC Hammer. He was dressed up in a suit and sunglasses. He was wearing sunglasses in the Mall of America. And he had some big-ass dude bodyguard with him that was wearing the same exact outfit that he was with sunglasses, too. So it's like, it, you know, it's not like he was hiding his identity or anything. He's like, look at me. I'm MC Hammer. I'm going to be an asshole. And um, that's kind of how I felt about, you know, uh, meeting MC Hammer and you know the dudes from PM Don were all really cool and anytime you know like anybody came to town for a special event or anytime any athletes would come to town for a special event they were always really cool but uh, MC Hammer wasn't so MC Hammer you got some work to do if you're if you're out there um yeah, you know, you know the the Mall of America was was a really special place for me, and you know, and even even now, you know, like when I go back there, because one of the things about living in the state of Minnesota now is if somebody comes here from out of state, uh, you know, there's you know there's a couple of things that you 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 do you either go to a a sporting event whether or not that's the twins or the timberwolves or the vikings um but mall of america is uh, is always on that agenda and so you know going to the mall of america um i'm always kind of that you know even nowadays as i'm still kind of that guide to the mall of america and um it 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 holds a special place you know in my heart you know because of the amount of time that i spent there and the amount of growing that i that i did personally at the mall of america um in my time there but uh yeah so uh, and, and you know in in meeting all of these these great people along the line even you know even you know meeting people that i didn't have the the greatest experience with you know mc hammer is um seriously fucking mc hammer um even having these experiences that weren't always the greatest they're still experiences that uh are have have left a mark on me personally and are a part of my life and um a uh part of uh you know who who I am and then the stories that I have um so Mall of America will always hold a special place in my heart just because of that um I know that you know you know over that time working there for 15 years um i'm i'm not mentioning all of the different things that happened over that time period because you know i worked at uh a music store for part of that first part of my time there and especially working at a music store there was always um especially early in Mall of America years is there was always uh, an artist that was coming there and so I um, I'm sure that I'll talk about that 
some of those experiences meeting some of these artists along the way um but uh yeah that's uh some of my experiences at the mall of america so um that's all i got tonight i hope you guys have a great day i hope you have a great week and i hope you have a great year and i hope you have a great life my name is jc and this has been life and times of a native son peace i'm out